Today on episode 88 of the Home of Play podcast. Happy birthday, PlayStation 5. This year's Game Awards gets teased by Jeff Keighley. And From Software shuns us and none of us get to play the network test for Elden Ring. Shame, shame. All that and more. Screw you, From Software. Let's get some intro. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 88 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Stephen. With me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. With Christopher, we're also joyous to invite back Curtis this week. The 60 frames of Curtis, that is. Hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy your leisure. We only ask you help support the show by subscribing to the Home of Play podcast, by telling your friends, family, and the astronauts about the show, and that they can find us in all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing. It's all because you love the gaming homies, helping spread the cause through the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com. And there we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss all the non-codes we got from uh, from software this week. That's right. None of us, all of us applied, sorry, and none of us got anything uh, except uh, one friend of the show and... Uh, He's probably not going to make it to work next week. So anyway, <laughs> with that being said, and me uh, just totally implicating myself in that future. I don't know what you want, court case? So let's just go with court case. Uh, on today's episode, we have three news articles to discuss. Plenty of other news. But first, as always, let's begin with what we've been up to this last week or multiple months, if you're Curtis. And uh, we'll figure out how that's shaking. Chris, we'll start with you. Uh, not too much on my end. PC-wise, uh, new season of PUBG is about to start. Not that that's too big of a deal. We just were casual players, so uh, that will be fun. Uh, Team Fight Tactics, a new season of that, also started, I think it was two weeks ago, actually, having a lot of fun with it. At first, I was a little hesitant because there was so much change and I wasn't used to it, but uh, I'm doing pretty good right now. I think this last couple of days, I got like five victories and I've only played like maybe eight games. So that was pretty good. Uh, PlayStation 5 wise, uh, working on Yakuza Like a Dragon still. Uh, I'm in the grind phase of that, which is not overly that fun. You pretty much got to kill the same four guys over and over again, multiple times uh, to level up all your guys uh, to finish the last dungeon because uh, it's apparently pretty tough. So. You have to be pretty high level to do that. Uh, and then I wanted a break of that, and I turned on Kena Bridge of Spirits again, uh, just trying to work on finishing that on the hardest difficulty. Probably, it started yesterday, and probably halfway through, maybe. So it's, it's there are some bosses that are kind of tough, but, you know, I try a couple times and get through it, so it's not too bad. So uh, looking forward to get that one off the list. That one was just kind of, I was bored, wanted to do something different, so... Honestly, that's pretty much it for my week. Uh, lots, lots of grind. So, uh, how about yourselves? Insert Curtis. Insert Curtis. Oh boy, where do I start? <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, when's the last time I've been on here? Ooh, man, that's got to be at least two months, if not more. 
Well, in that time frame, I managed to snag myself a magical PS5, finally. Oh, yes! Yeah. Wow, then I guess it's probably been around that time since you finally got the PS5. Yeah, so needless to say, I've been busy. Um, not playing games, just kidding. Uh, no, I did finish, I platinumed Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart because it came with nice. the console. It was the bundle deal. I Bundaroo. Also platinumed Astro's Playroom. That's what it's called, yeah. yeah. Astro's Playroom. So that was interesting. Uh, I picked up Demon's Souls. So I have... Uh, not very far, actually. I'm actually less disappointed with that game. Less, <laughs> less disappointed? Less disappointed? No, more disappointed more with disappointed? that game than I thought I was going to be. But it's still... It's still fun, but I have to actually get back into it because I got distracted when I had a little extra money and I picked up Ghost of Tsushima. So I platinumed not, the main not game. Not just Ghost of Tsushima. I think you got the director's cut. I did, yes. So I platinumed the base game and I actually just finished pretty much everything for Iki Island. The only thing I have to do is go through Legends mode so I can finish up the last un named or unlisted quest so I can basically what platinum that aspect of the game and then it'll be back to Demon Souls nice. uh, other than that and I'm pretty sure I might get some dirty looks from Steve uh, I also picked up a little game on the uh, Nintendo Switch <coughs> called the uh, Metroid <laughs> Dread because that's actually oh, kind of fun I've heard good things about it actually I like it the Metroid games cheaper just to emulate it since it's so easy to do so and you're a pc guy but okay yeah well it, i did actually play it out of the house so it was kind of nice to have that i know right someone using the switch with its intended purpose <laughs> <laughs> well we'll take uh, everything away from you and we'll move on to myself this week i didn't play a lot but i did play a little bit every day and I'm still addicted to Arkham Knight again. I've, I'm like nice. doing side quests again, which I didn't think I'd be doing. Uh, completing some of them uh, really fast. I did the Two-Face bank heist uh, side missions. And I think I also cleared Azrael's side missions where he wants to secretly says he wants to take over Batman's spot. But he's a bad man and he's plotting. And uh, I can't remember. Oh, I think I did the... The fire starter guy as well. Oh, and the bat one. So, yeah, I'm like, I should really get back to the main story again. It's just Arkham Knight's like a love-hate thing. I love the game mechanics. I think they fixed a lot of things, uh, a lot of quality of life changes. Uh, the graphics are stupid. Like, even, you know, I keep having to remind myself that this is a PS4 game that I'm playing on the PS5. I think Rocksteady really hit out of the park graphically with that one. But the issues are always when the tank comes up, and I just find they added... A little too much like it, it just isn't as fun as the previous ones especially in battle when you get to the point where like oh these guys are electrified so you can't use that thing on them and this one's got a shield so you have to use this move set and this big guy you can't and these guys are cutting so now you have to dodge in a specific way to like kind of counter blades and i'm just like okay like that's kind of, a, oh, and then there's medics, and I don't know, it's like each thing you have to use a specific, and I'm like, Spider-Man was a little bit like that, but like, it didn't really go over, like, the shield guy, I think was one of the first, and uh, and then maybe they'd have like a one-off of the guy with the whip, otherwise I felt like they were all basically 
somewhat similar, or you could use uh, any kind of gadget to mess with them to almost make them grounded again and easily defeated where Batman doesn't allow that kind of play. Like each guy has to have a certain gadget used. So it's, it's just like when you're, you know, huddled around by like 15 enemies, it gets to be a little bit much uh, when it is that specific. And I think that's where Arkham Knight went too far. Like they had that in city and asylum, but just not to that degree. It's like the Batmobile. It's like, well, we could drive around the city really fast, which is kind of handy, but this is the Batmobile. We need it to do more things. So yeah. then they introduce tank mechanics and it's just honestly it being used to fast travel around the city would be probably better than the other stuff or maybe like some chase sequences. And you're right. I hate the Batmobile so much that I end up just putting all my points towards the grappling hook so I yeah. can just fly further. Glide and everywhere. Then I, then I just find I'm avoiding the tank at all <laughs> like, with every effort in my very soul. I just don't want to go back in that car. Did you get the so. jump scare yet? I'm sure you would have yeah. jumped. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> every time it would get me too. Cause it's so well, random. There's two. There's two. There's the bat. When it first reveals itself, it's the same way. Right. And, and then, then Joker, Joker right? does the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, well, times. thanks for two deuces in the pants, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> deuce, deuce, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, that's about all I played. I kind of looked and I was hoping to find something. I was almost desperate enough to uh, all the do the whole stupid EA play thing just to start Battlefield early. But then I'm like, I keep having to tell myself this game's probably not going to be playable for six months. Don't spend the money. Don't be an idiot. Uh, so yeah, basically just stayed with Arkham Knight and, uh, I just never know what the next week brings. It definitely wasn't Elden Ring codes. So I guess it won't be that next week from I, software. Gotta go, <laughs> gotta go back to Valhalla. No, you guys need to play legends mode with me. Oh yeah. Yeah. We probably could probably do, do that. that yeah, yeah. I guess we get to see what three players like. And I mean, we still get to rank up to do the harder modes for us too. Because. No. No, no hard modes. Oh, yeah, hard modes. Come on, no, it's too no easy. You too guys easy. are such masochists. I just want to be a happy little boy. Gotta get the better enjoy loot. Enjoy my time. <laughs> the, gotta better get the better loot. loot. I'm not falling into that grind. I mean, so we wrecked the stealth on. stuff pretty good. The stealth stuff, we wrecked it pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the stealth stuff's easy, but... It's just one of... Yeah, although, I think they made it harder on the harder difficulties, so... Oh, I'm yeah. sure. They notice you easier. So anyway, that's about all we've been doing. I say we get into the quick news. Uh, we're going to start with Remedy announces a new studio in Sweden. This one comes from gamesindustry.biz. Today, control developer Remedy announced that it will open a new game development studio in Sweden. In a statement, the company said it intends to open to its new subsidiary in the first half of 2022. Uh, interesting that everyone seems to be going into further parts of Europe. I know even... Uh, what was it? I think it's Hideo Kojima's other studio is also close to uh, God damn it. The people who make Horizon was that Gorilla. Yes, thank you. Yeah, they built one close to Gorilla Games as well. Uh, so it's uh, not too surprising, though. I believe they get tax benefits and such like that. So it, it kind of makes sense. And there does seem to be a lot of talent popping up around. That's what so, I was going to say. There's probably good tax breaks for them uh, yes. in Sweden. So it kind of makes sense to me. Uh, and it just speaks to what we've been told before that Remedy seems to be ramping up multiple projects. Like it seems obvious that you're going to see Control 2, uh, even more obvious that we're probably going to see a sequel to Alan Wake. I think that's basically been confirmed. Uh, what do you guys think? Are you excited for this? 
Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I like just they. I mean, they don't have a tons of games under their belt, but everything they do have under their belt, I've pretty much played and enjoy. So them expanding is a good thing, and just means we're gonna hopefully see more content from them. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm even still I'm still looking forward to playing Alan Wake Remastered. I just it's on my next to buy list. So guess it hasn't been mentioned whether or not they're helping with other titles, or are they just gonna be used for other titles? They haven't actually gone further into it. I tried to find more on this, but basically they're not really kind of giving anything solid here. They're just saying like, the, here's the plan. We, we, you know, we bought this, but uh, that's about it. They even kind of had some information that's conflicting about work at home, but you're also, you know, having a new studio. So clearly that's not a forever thing. It will be interesting. All I know is I think it's just, definitely there to help ramp up production because like all these like developers they're having issues getting things out of the pipeline faster uh all we hear about lately is delays so i'm wondering you know if this is just kind of the playbook we're going to see from a lot of people i think control did really well too so i think they're probably putting a lot of effort behind putting a sequel to that one so yeah i mean for me alan wake i really loved but i think uh control got remedy more on the map i think for sure, but now that they're kind of linked in the same lore, I'm wondering if they think that that's just going to pay off, like their own little MCU. Oh, yeah, basically. for sure. I'm sure a lot of people was like, oh, I want to check out this Alan Wake. And it's like, oh, they're making a remastered version of it. So they probably made, they're probably doing pretty well, actually, for the remaster. Uh, you guys have always talked highly of it, so I wonder, I, I have been contemplating a little bit of picking it up, just I'm waiting for a sale on it. Uh, actually, we can talk about that later, but... Uh, there's something about that sale that uh, we can touch on later. Okay, moving on. Far Cry's boss has left Ubisoft. This comes from VGC. The most senior creative behind Ubisoft's Far Cry franchise has left the company, VGC can reveal. Uh, Dan Hay served as Far Cry's executive producer for a period of more than 10 years at Ubisoft Montreal, where he was credited for overseeing, overseeing the series during its most prosperous period. He joined Ubisoft to produce Far Cry 3, which remains the highest, the series' highest-rated game to date, and kept his role for virtually every installment since, including Blood Dragon, Far Cry 4, Primal, and Far Cry 5, and New Dawn. Uh, we're just going to pretend that Primal and New Dawn never existed for his sake. Uh, are you guys disappointed? Chris, actually, I'll start with you because you're the Far Cry guy. I'm just going to call you Far Cry guy from now on. Uh, <laughs> okay. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, honestly, for me, I, I, I wish I had thoughts for this, but it, I'm whatever. It, it doesn't mean anything to me with him leaving. Uh, I don't wow. suspect they're going to change their formula too much. I even heard rumors that the next Far Cry might be a live service game as well, like Assassin's Creed that's going to be turning out. So um, I don't know. I think Ubisoft as a whole is they're, they're teetering on the edge, if not hanging by that ledge. So I don't know. I think these maybe this is him exiting at the right time because he knows where it's going with Ubisoft. Yeah. So I don't know. Curtis, Curtis, my friend, it seems like you might have more reaction. What are your words? Good, sir. Do I? I'm just maybe reacting to his face, but honestly, the last one I played was Far Cry 3. So yeah, I have really no good thoughts. Yeah, I, I'm, I kind of disenfranchised with the series. I, Enjoyed Far Cry 3. I thought it was, you know, a huge step up for first person game, like single player stories anyway. 
And for someone who didn't really enjoy them that much, especially at the time, to go through and play the entirety of that campaign, uh, really at the end of it kind of shook me. I'm like, oh, wow, maybe I can enjoy first-person shooters. It's just they have to have a story and some connection and, you know, fun open worlds help. It's like a little nice spice. And they did that with that game. But after that, all I ever saw was kind of repeats. You know, Far Cry 4, it looked exactly the same. The cases might have been identical. All they did was switch out one villain for a blonde villain. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Then I saw Primal. I had no interest in that. Far Cry 5, I came back and gave it a try. I figured it was far enough removed from the previous that they would have tried something new. They didn't. The story was somehow even worse. Uh, New Dawn was horrendous. I tried that for maybe a couple hours. I hated it so much. I couldn't believe like what a step backwards it really was. So, you know, I don't have a huge love for this series. I agree with Chris. They're simple games that you can just jump in and have some fun. But where I separate from Chris is I need the experience I had in Far Cry 3 and I need some connection and mm-hmm. a good story and characters that, you know, you even the villain in Far Cry 3, you were just like, mesmerized by so yeah i just feel like this series is already dwindling to basically you know just they're not changing uh, the formula uh, yes i was exit you stole the words right on my mouth a basic formula they're very comfy and if chris is correct with his rumor and we're going to just a free-to-play model that's going to be riddled with microtransactions then yeah i honestly this might be the perfect time for dan to be leaving and uh yeah, hopefully he doesn't look in his rearview mirror to the fire that's going to be <laughs> behind him. So yeah. anyway, I can wish him luck. I try to read more. He didn't really talk about, or at least he's not ready to talk about what the future holds for him, just that he is leaving. So we can look forward to hearing more. But until then, PlayStation's direct online store is now live in the UK and Germany. This one comes for Push Square. Not a lot to talk about here, but uh, other than other European countries are to follow and it's neat little option, apparently, now in the UK and Germany. You don't have to piss around and try to buy your consoles, your controllers, uh, all that stuff. You don't have to try to find it at Walmart anymore. You have a direct store. And hopefully, I'm not saying it will, but hopefully that makes it a little easier acquiring these consoles. Probably not in the UK because this stuff is fire in the UK. Uh, and with some other reports, it, it stock's not getting better. Uh, if anything, at least you could get on a list probably. Hopefully, be in queue to get one. Oh, yeah, stock is definitely not getting better, considering what I just read yesterday or something. Yeah, and we—that is, I think, in our homework. So you are correct. Stock is not getting better, and people's uh, expectations are about to drop yet again. So very unfortunate. Also unfortunate. Cancelled Batman game. You know, we were already talking about Batman, and apparently we got concept art that shows an old bearded Batman alongside younger hero. This one comes from Push Square. And yeah, it looks like there might have been, it's all speculation. All that basically happened is this artist dropped concept art, but he wouldn't talk about where it came from. But people are speculating, basically, it would have been probably the sequel to Arkham Knight. And we'd have an older bearded Batman. Uh, nice suit. It's a little, I liked the take that there might have been going away from the weird robotic stuff. Like, especially Arkham Knight. By the end, like, Batman's just a cyborg. Like, I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, I, I choose all the other skins because I didn't like that take. But whatever. It kind of made sense in the realm of the world they were building. But um, anyway, yeah, you got a simple Batman. And then the other concept art was a younger hero. Kind of looked like a caped wannabe batman beyond 
uh, costume. I, I liked it. It did have the red emblem, but it's just not exactly Batman Beyond. It was a little different. Like I said, it did have a full cape like Batman. So who knows what that would have meant. I personally would have been interested in that. Uh, it kind of would have been conflicting with the ending of Arkham Knight. So I could see where it'd be an issue there. But uh, I would have liked it more than this Suicide Squad game coming up. So I'm a little disappointed that this isn't the next Rocksteady game. But they can, I mean, what do I expect? They, they, they gave us three solid Arkham games. How long can someone just be stuck on one property? Microsoft. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if that's the shout out to, you know, what is it? 343 and uh, the oh, Coalition? Is it the Coalition? I always forget. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for that's that. That's Gears, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure it's Coalition. Yeah, yeah sounds I'm pretty nice. sure. Man. Okay. So, anyway, that's my take. I, I I don't know. I believe you both have played all the Batman games. I really enjoyed them all. I haven't finished Arkham Knight, but... <gasps> Blasphemy. I know, but I've done all the other ones. <laughs> I get the tank stuff. You know, that's where I give you leeway because I'm like, yeah, there is a tank. My <laughs> my like... bias was that I was again and still am PC gamer, and that game was oh, right, that yeah. was the big problem game with PC because they never fixed it. So you're right. Yeah. Didn't they pull it from the store? Like you couldn't even buy it anymore. I think they gave refunds. I don't remember if they pulled the game, but I do own it. I still have it on Steam, but I think <laughs> I want to say that I got it on ps4 for like cheap or something or for free at one point uh, probably free i believe it was free i can confirm it's still on the store yeah so like i tried going back to it but yeah i was playing around with tank controls and just ugh, no hmm. but old bearded batman does that not sound like kratos god of war batman style oh yeah i wouldn't doubt like you know there's always influences that come from some games that you can see definitely showing up in others. Oh, you know, boy. let's let's talk about grappling hooks, for instance. You know, what game doesn't have a grappling hook anymore? Not one that Microsoft. fires out like that, though. <laughs> What's that? Not one that fires out. Pew. Yeah, Titanfall. Um, that's one. Batman. Two. I mean, it's the same thing, but no, sure. Uh, Halo. The new Halo is going to have one. So there's Does Mario there have a grappling hook yet? <laughs> what? Does Mario Does have a Mario, grappling hook? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it probably is coming. Peach is stuck in a castle. He just grapples up to the top and then just grabs her. <laughs> it's good. I think this one's going to speak. I don't know why, but I think this one's going to speak more to Chris. But Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HD removed from PS Store today temporarily. Obviously not today as recording, but just from this week. This one comes from Push Square. And uh, all I could write on this one is, don't worry, they'll be back. I don't know why, but the inner Arnold in me wanted me to write it like that. Um, yeah, it just seems like there's some licensing contract stuff that uh, Konami has to deal with before they can relist them again. So hmm. not a big deal. Don't worry. But if you suddenly had the inkling that you had to play this this weekend, you're probably going to be a little upset. I wonder if it's music, maybe, or no? It was, music their his, it was the historical videos that they had. Oh, uh, they have to renew them. That's yeah. weird. Curtis is saving us from ourselves. I, personally, I don't think you're missing anything on three, <laughs> but I know a lot of people oh, like Metal Gear Solid good. Two. Come on, you like three? Yeah, Snake Eater. Snake Eater. Snake Eater is getting remastered <laughs> and remade. Come on, it's gonna be fantastic. Oh no. 
I just like that game's the pinnacle of when people just started adding features nobody wanted. They're like, well, it wouldn't be fun that you always have to eat and kill things and keep like it's an inventory. It's a survival game. Oh my gosh. You're in the so jungle. Is, like, One so the is technically Resident Evil and I don't have to <laughs> eat rats to survive. Eating her- leaves and herbs. <laughs> Leon's like eating the powder out of his bullets. It's like, it keeps me alive. Um, so I don't know. I just like. I, I, yeah, a three had like interesting stuff, but that's more Konami. Like me and Chris, I think talked about in a previous recording. Uh, the fact that I found out the mo- one of the most frustrating bosses, the uh, sniper, you could have killed in like a cutscene uh, hours before your thing, and then you yeah. never would have. You could have avoided the boss fight altogether. That would have been nice to know before. Um, but it's cool that these things are in there. But I don't know, Metal Gear Solid Two. I know a lot of people love it. They hold it dear. For me, it was like, oh, you just totally gave me blue balls because i got to play as snake and then the rest of the game you're like surprise you're not snake you're this other guy that doesn't really matter congrats <laughs> it's like okay Basically, cool yeah yeah i don't know i definitely the I definitely troll. think five's five's definitely the best in my opinion but i love five cinematics and four though it's oh my gosh, I remember movie. beating that one. Yes, I remember beating that one and being like, oh, okay, good. I, I had to go to bed in 20 minutes, <laughs> two and a half hours later. <laughs> I'm still watching end credit. Like, I, I'm like, that thing had so many cutscenes, and somehow after the credits, there's still cutscenes. <laughs> I don't understand how you can put an end game length movie after your video game. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that game's development. Like, how much went to just cinematics? There's, I can't imagine. There was people on Twitch getting yelled at by. Like their staff saying, "Hey, you can't stream movies. You have to play games." They're like this is a game. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, Battlefield Forty Two is launched without voice chat, and it's unclear when it will be added. This one comes from VGC. Uh, the only quote I pulled from here is communication features on the roadmap and could arrive by day twenty-five. I don't understand what? this. <laughs> In this day and age, we don't have a chat like voice chat. I get they were trying to talk to PC gamers with this issue and basically say, well, you guys use Discord anyway, but it's unclear to me. The article didn't really help me in any way to make it clear if this is affecting PlayStation or Series X and S. But it sounds like it might be all platforms just don't have a chat in game chat feature like I get if you're playing with your friends, but that's still odd, especially in a game that's very squad based. And a lot of the time, speaking for myself, I don't play with friends. I'm going to be playing with randos in a squad. It'd be nice to know if we had a plan. (laughs) I don't know what you think, Chris. You're bigger on the online shooters than I am. Well, you know who this is going to affect? Not this guy, because I'm not going to be playing it anyway. But yeah, I do, to me, it's 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 very confusing. I'd have to look into it more. But a, a game that's very squad-based, where you have to do coordination, you don't have to, but the smart way to play is to be coordinated uh, and not have voice chat. Like, I'm guessing if on console, you must still be able to do party chat, like, oh, for sure, the chat feature, but... Then I guess. Then again, I guess you still have to know the person and then invite them mm-hmm. to a group. Meanwhile, you're all getting mowed by bullets while you're trying to create the party chat. So I don't know. It's for voice chat to be on the roadmap. It's weird that that is even something that needs to be on the roadmap and not just a default. That yeah, this is this has to be done. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I think honestly, with the issues they had, the delays, I don't think this is them not understanding it's necessary. I think this is them just kind of 
trying to sweep it under the rug basically and be like, oh yeah, like we get it, but you guys have other features you use more often anyway. And I'm like, no, look, you guys were crunching to try to get this thing out this year. Uh, it, it, I mean, in no way did you want to come after Call of Duty. There's so many things that they had to settle on just to release in this last quarter anyway. But I just feel like this is another thing that they were willing to part with temporarily just to get this out of the door. And I, yeah, it just seems very blatant to me that that's the case. I don't know if you disagree with me, Curtis, but it's basically, I mean, you guys already kind of said it, like you have party chat. They're probably gambling on people using that. They're like, eh, we'll, we'll add it later. Yeah, it just seems odd to me in a game that they tote, at least for next gen versions that of having like 120 players. So you're going to have multiple squads, lots of squads. I doubt everyone's going to be able to have a full squad of friends to talk with. And then saying like, even if say me and Chris played it, we're in the same squad together. We can't talk to other squad mates. It seems like something that no should idea be what easy we're doing. to implement too. I don't know why yeah. it's in every other game. I just, I don't know. It's another tip of the hat to EA and, you know, go get them boys. That Frostbite <laughs> engine doing God's work. Uh, so we'll move on. Elden Ring's performance modes confirmed. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last week, but what we didn't know about is they are going to have ray tracing coming via patch. This one comes from VGC. So PS4 Pro, PS5, Xbox Series S and X. S is in real console. That's just my thought. Uh, on the From Software title will ship with performance and resolution modes, while ray tracing will be added to PS5, Series X, and PC via an update though it's not clear when the timeline is for the release. Both PS5 and Xbox Series X will run at a resolution up to 3840 by 2160p in resolution mode and up to 60 frames per second in performance mode. On PC, it's added. Elden Ring's frame rate will be capped at 60 frames per second, according to Bandai Namco's specs. Uh, all sounding good to me. It sounds reasonable. And uh, I was surprised by the ray tracing. I didn't think from software, you know, they're typically when I compare Demon Souls to even what I've seen Elden Ring, Demon Souls looks better to me. But I think that's just the strengths that Bluepoint has. They're very graphically adept, in my opinion, uh, where from software, they just make incredible and very complicated models. Like we look at one of the bosses revealed in the trailer. I've heard other like people break into that and they say, like, there's never been a model with so many bones and moving parts in like almost any game. And so I'm like, I think that's where they really shine and it's always their, just their designs are incredible. So I just, you know, I usually don't see them as a graphical powerhouse, but the fact that they're throwing in ray tracing is awesome. That game already looks good enough for me. I couldn't be more excited to get my hands on this thing. And now you're just, now you're just whispering sweet nothings in my ear. And uh, like, you already had me hot and bothered. We could just skip the foreplay at this point, guys. I got a quick <laughs> question for Curtis on this one. Do you think this will be one of the first games that will actually have widescreen support? On PC? <laughs> yeah, on no. PC. I, I don't understand why Bandai Namco's like anti-widescreen resolution. I think it doesn't it's make sense invasions. My theory is just going to be invasions and PvP. They don't want anyone to have... Even like seeing the 60-frame cap... I feel like that's them saying like we don't like PC can obviously run that game at higher than 60 frames per second. I just don't think they want advantages like Curtis just said. That actually makes sense. I never thought of that because a lot of stuff usually is tied to frame rate. Mm -hmm. That is very good Well, yeah, you were one of those telling me about Dark Souls 3 and the frame rate. 
in Dark Souls 2, how the, the damage to the weapons was tied to frame Oh, rates. that's what it was. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, I was misremembering on that one. So I, I kind of feel like it's just them trying to play fair, especially we're seeing more. I'm not saying that this game will do it, but we're seeing more and more of people uh, having crossplay ca capabilities. I think it's Warzone that you're basically forced to play with PC players. And I'm not saying that this is going to do that or even allow for cross console play like that. But if it does, at least it keeps everything fair. And I think this is the first game that we broke Curtis and, I think I've guilted him into buying it for PS5 instead of PC. It, or both. It will very much depend on some of those features. Because mm -hmm. I'm actually just thinking now, it's fine that they're going to be adding ray tracing later. Um, mm -hmm. Are they going to have something similar to like Ratchet & Clank where they had a performance ray tracing version as well? Or is it going to be something that's capped at 30 frames because I'm not playing at 30 frames? Whereas I know my yeah. PC can handle ray tracing and 60 frames. So... Yeah, but you want to play with me and Chris. <laughs> I don't... I don't... I don't know how to feel about this game. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, you're hurting my heart. Warner Brothers has hinted that Hogwarts Legacy may arrive in late 2022. This one also comes from VGC. Uh, this could suggest that the game isn't set to release until after Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore. So, yeah, very late 2022. Kind of what I expected anyway. I think this is, you know, not really a big article here. Uh, I'm a little hurt. I would have liked it faster, but that's just me being a very antsy boy and wanting my sweets before dinner. It's not a big deal. I can wait. It's same with Elden Ring. Do I wish I had it today? No, but I can wait. Um, I'm just happy that it's still, you know, at least being talked about somewhat and that it still has a release window. Uh, I don't know about Curtis, but I think Chris is somewhat excited with me on this one. I am, but I'm also excited to, I need, I need to see more because they haven't shown, mm -hmm. like, has there been anything? A little bit? Oh, yeah, there is a There's little bit. A little and, bit, yeah. Not enough And even anymore. that leak had, like, quite a bit of information and yeah. showed character, character customization. Oh, that's uh, a beneficial. Out there. Yeah. And uh, Curtis, do you have any interest in this game? Oh, absolutely, yeah. When, that, okay, when they revealed ask. it, but oh. Okay, I'm going to ask a question that you all have to answer. We're going to start with Curtis, just because you're the last one to talk. Which house are you picking? Uh, I don't know. Okay, Chris, we're skipping to you. Probably Gryffindor. I am Ravenclaw. That makes Curtis Hufflepuff by default. That's okay, <laughs> we'll it, actually, but okay. <laughs> third friend has to be Hufflepuff. Yeah, someone's got to be Hufflepuff. Represent. <laughs> PlayStation Store update adds new quality of life features. This one comes from GameRant. Stay up to date with PS Store offers. Now, this is the thing I was alluding to before that I'm actually kind of excited for. It suggests that in the update, you can add games to your PS Store wish list, which isn't the big update. The bigger update is that you can enable push notifications for your wish list, which would then notify you when the game you put on your wish list goes on sale or gets any kind of discount. That is awesome. That, I think, is what I was talking about that game. Putting on my wish list, uh, Alan Wake Remastered. Yeah, basically, I want to use this. I'm going to tell it to tell me when that game goes on sale, and then I'll buy that thing, and I'll know about it. And you don't feel like... I think that was my biggest problem. Remember, uh, I wanted Near Replicant, and yeah. I missed the sale, and I was, like, kicking myself because I didn't realize. It is uh, now caught up to Steam. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, basically, the last checkpoint here is get notified when it's time to save. And I'm like, wow, that's a very epic way of saying, yeah, let's save some dollars. So 
another quality of life feature. I'm, I'm very excited about that. I, I'm already happy that they have that new games uh, tab there in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like it, it still could be better. It could be tweaked, but I'll take it. I'll take it over the nothing we really had before. And it just shows that they're kind of listening and they're trying some things. And hopefully, you know, in a year's time, we're just going to have a, a much more polished store and experience in the store. The store has been so meh on the console, to be honest, and hard mm-hmm. to navigate and just yep. kind of just all over the place. So I've been I like for myself, I've gotten more used to using just the phone app and the phone app is just easier to add things to your wish list to and do that these, there. So. It did mention, actually, thanks for bringing that up, that these changes are supposed to be coming to the phone app in time as well. Excellent. So you'll also be able to get notifications on your app. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Okay, moving on. Ubisoft's lower price of Rainbow Six Extraction offers free co-op passes for friends. This one comes from PC Gamer. Rainbow Six Extraction isn't out yet, but Ubisoft is already issuing a major discount. Previously planned to be $60 game, Extraction will launch on every platform at $40. Ubisoft has also announced that every copy of Extraction will come with a two-buddy pass tokens that will allow friends to play a trial version of the game valid for 14 days. Those who pre-ordered Extraction at its old $60 price will be refunded. The difference. Chris, Fantastic. I think you're the only one that cares us even slightly. So I want to hear your initial take here. I think this is a really good move for Ubisoft, mostly because we've talked about Extraction in the past. And this just feels like it's just a throwaway mode almost in, in my eyes. Mm-hmm. It feels like this should just be a, a spin-off expansion or something to siege which yeah it doesn't really make sense but they're using all the same operators and everything so it kind of makes sense too Mm -hmm. um i think the price drop is great um i think for me i'm still not going to get this game it's it's the appeal isn't there for me but i think the price is now in line with what it should be uh and i think the buddy pass will be good too because I mean, you yeah, you only get 14 days, but I mean, you could probably get the gist of the game in 14 days, if not less. I can't imagine there's, based off what we've seen, I'm not expecting a ton of content in this game, which is why I'm saying the price needed to be dropped in the first place. So I think this is all really good. And the fact that they're going and uh, refunding the people is just nice too. I mean, you would expect them to do that in the first place, but it's just nice to have that confirmation that yeah we're refunding everybody who already paid for it the 12 people that pre-ordered it (laughs) but no this this is a a good move i think and this is now much more acceptable i think for people curtis do you have any thoughts i definitely agree with him saying the price drop is acceptable because what it looks like i don't see how they can charge that much but i'm also assuming that this trial version is probably going to be something similar to Siege, where you don't have access to all the operators. So it might just be enough to get someone into the game for them to buy it themselves. But yeah, yeah, for 40 bucks, maybe someone will do it. Not me. Yeah, I think Chris said it the best. Uh, this game was not going to survive at a $60 price point. No. Uh, there's just no way. I think everyone with eyes could look at the trailer and understand that this is just a copy-paste of previous assets with a different game mode that nobody really wanted it. I don't know. It just looks so generic and boring. I could yawn to the trailer. Uh, Definitely doesn't speak to me. I'm not a rainbow six guy in general, but I do have respect for rainbow six siege. Like it is something that 
seemingly should have died and then they course corrected and then it came back with a vengeance it's very popular um and yeah i just i understand i tip my hat to it it's something that people enjoy and it makes sense but looking at this game i think i i'm not only speaking for myself i think i speak for many people it just did not have any presence when it was shown so going down to 40 dollars and giving people buddy passes in a multiplayer game pretty smart i don't know if that's enough to save this game i think it's definitely two steps in the right direction but uh, I guess really only time will tell. I think the only thing I, ma- I failed to mention is I think th- they didn't confirm or set a specific date, but they're just saying January of 2022. So for a release date. So that's basically there. Well, guess what? It's time for a review roundup. So this week, there wasn't really any big reviews. So I'm kind of taking some of these early. So mind you, their scores are most likely going to change. And uh, one of them had to be on PC because the score, it's really strange. Rockstar basically didn't give anyone uh, re- like release codes or review codes, sorry. So GTA Trilogy on PC is the only thing and it only has a user score because of even IGN talked about how they got no review score or a code whatsoever until it already released, which if you're up to date on that is going through a shitstorm right now because at least on PC, uh, 15 out well, it's more than that now. 15 hours after release, you still can't play the game on a PC, uh, even if you bought it. Uh, it's yeah, it's going through a lot of they stuff. They removed so. it from some of the stores too. Well, it was supposed to have its own launcher on PC, you couldn't use just Steam, and the yeah, launchers stopping you from launching it because it's hardcore getting review bombed. Yes, so that's what we'll talk about. It's the only score I have right now. It's a user score, and on PC, it's sitting at 0.6. Um, people are very unhappy that they can't play their game, and not to mention the ones that even got into it aren't exactly happy with some of the missing music, assets, the graphics yeah. are just embarrassing, especially one of the best comparisons I saw someone uh, showed a picture of the original game. Uh, their definitive edition air quotes and then someone's mod and the mod looked like a hundred <laughs> times better. I mean, heck the mod even looked better than GTA five. So it's, it's pretty sad what a little effort could have done here. Uh, so anyway, 0.6 user score sit with users. It's in at 21 positive seven mix and 548 negative reviews. I got some updated for you there. Actually. Okay, here we go. It's here still we go. 0.6 user score with 51 positive 20 oh. mixed and mm. 1,231 <laughs> negative. Holy moly. The bombing okay, so the is happening as we speak. Yeah, I guess the bombing is happening live. So uh, <laughs> someone sort that wreckage out. And then we'll move on to the next uh, game. Basically, Battlefield 2042. Uh, again, I had to pull it from PC. And this is not a finished list. I think uh, a lot of people are still waiting on their view. Multiplayer games, like, you know, they take a little bit of time. But anyway... Battle 42 or 2042 uh, is sitting at an 81, 16 positive, one mixed, one negative. So, so far looking good for them, but I'm interested to see what that number looks like a week from now when people are a little more confident in a multiplayer review. So that's about all we had for this review. Not a big, uh, not a big week for reviews anyway. Uh, And even those, I really had to tear through for some reason they weren't on the main page. Uh, Don't know why. Well, GTA one. I know why (laughs) now I understand, but anyway, that's it for that. So it is time for the big news. Uh, the beautiful time that we synchronize, Chris, we're going to move on to the the news. news. 
Starting with number one, happy birthday, PS5. This one comes from VGC. PlayStation 5 celebrates its first birthday today, and Sony Interactive Entertainment President Jim Ryan says the platform is just getting started. A year seems to have flown by rather quickly since the first day that gamers were able to get their hands on the PS5, and I am deeply honored and humbled to celebrate this amazing first year with all of you, PlayStation boss Ryan wrote on Friday. So much has happened in just one year from the day we lit up landmarks and other iconic places all over the world to mark the arrival of PS5. Incredible games such as Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Returnal, and Deathloop launched. SIE acquired the talented development studios Bluepoint Games, Fire Sprite, Housemark, and Nixus. We revealed our next-generation VR system for PS5, which you kind of didn't, but okay. Yeah, You've they haven't about. really. <laughs> yeah, it but exists. What? Yeah, whatever, I'll give you that one. And most recently, we unveiled new footage and exciting updates for upcoming titles such as God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West, all from PlayStation Studios, and announced Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake during our September showcase. The exec continued, a busy year indeed, and we are just getting started with the PS5. The imaginative game creators and publishing partners we work with have launched more than 360 games on PS5, Additionally, there are currently more than 25 games in development for PS5 at PlayStation Studios. Ryan went on to reveal that PS5 users have collectively played more than 4.6 billion hours of gameplay, with the platform's most played games being Fortnite, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, FIFA 21, NBA 2K21, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Finally, the exec thanked the community for its patience around PS5 stock issues PS5 has been difficult to buy ever since its November 2020 launch as Sony has struggled to produce and distribute enough units to meet demand. We continue to see historic demand for PS5 and we understand the inventory constraints remain a source of frustration for many of our customers, Ryan wrote. Rest assured that we are laser focused on doing everything in our power to ship as many units as possible. It's something we work on every day across the company and remains on top priority. Again, we appreciate your patience as we navigate through these unprecedented global challenges. Uh, so we got through that article, all fluff, but I just want to add it in there. Congratulations, PlayStation in general. Congratulations, PlayStation 5. And congratulations, Jim Ryan. You said something that you don't have to try to retract later in the future. <laughs> uh, like, we believe in generations, Chris. We believe in generations. Uh, so, yeah, we got through the article. It's great. It's glad, you know, PlayStation's doing good. Like I always say, when they do good, it means they reinvest in games that make us feel good. Not much more to say there. Chris, do you have any words? I just wanted to point out like 4.6 billion hours of gameplay is impressive. But imagine what that number would have been if, if Sony could snap their fingers and everybody that wanted a PS5 had a PS5. That number would be even like more significantly higher. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. I know one article I read too is like the top games uh, uh, played on Sony uh, PlayStation 5 and they're all games that aren't first party. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but it's my my comment is a lot of the first party games or it's like, you know, you play them, you beat them and then you're done with them. They're just really good stories, right? They're well, not games that you would typically re- have tons of replay ability, right? Black yeah. Ops, Fortnite. These are all big FIFA, NBA. They're all big multiplayer games. So it makes sense that you're constantly going to have people playing them, right? Well, all these games are a multiplayer, except yeah. for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a the biggest 
Assassin's Creed we've ever gotten. And B, is constantly getting more content. Yeah. Even this week, I could have posted another thing about more content that they're uh, releasing in the future and some tweaks that they did. So it just makes sense. I I feel like you're right. It's initially it's disheartening to read that, like, you know, none of the first party things our games are on this, but you're right. Uh, what last of us is 13 hours long, uh, or may, sorry, that's quite wrong. Maybe it's 30. Yeah. I think it was like 25 Mark. Yeah. Somewhere. God of war was around 30 Mark. Uh, Sushima is, you know, if you were just doing story, you're looking at 30 to 40. Um, it's a lot shorter than a multiplayer game that people are just yeah. playing over and over and over. And really what competes with Fortnite or Black Ops, right? Yeah. Hours spent. Uh, these people play these games almost a year round until the next iteration comes out. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It makes sense when you really look through it from a, a, a correct perspective. But I don't know. Curtis, are you excited that we've had a year and you've just been able to tap your PlayStation 5? I mean, of those 4.6, 4.6 billion hours, I probably put in like a good hundred myself. So you guys are welcome. Also, thanks for giving me a console. It contributed. <laughs> it contributed. Yeah. Chris is 0.6 of that 4 billion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to number two, Chris. You get this one, getting to the root of it. This one comes from Push Square. A hacking group going by the name of Fail Overflow has today claimed it has made a huge step forward in breaking open PlayStation 5 security. A Twitter post covered by Eurogamer states that the collective has gained access to internal PS5 root keys, which are used to decrypt the console's firmware. It reads, We got all PS5 root keys. They can be all be obtained from software, including per console root key. If you look hard enough... Uh, If the group is one day successful, the system may be completely jailbroken. As Eurogamer notes, Fail Overflow has in the past cracked the PS3 wide open, hacked the PS4, and gotten custom firmware to run on the Nintendo Switch. Unfortunately for Sony, it sounds like this group knows what it's doing. Another one bites the dust, in quotes. Uh, Of course, Sony will likely counteract this with a PS5 firmware update. While the collective's work to find these root keys doesn't mean the PS5 is compromised just yet, the discovery is said to be one of the first steps in jailbreaking a console. These keys can be used to reverse engineer firmware to look for exploits and possibly run unsigned code on PS5 systems. Fail Overflow also claims Sony won't have an easy time preventing hackers from accessing the firmware with a firmware update since the root keys cannot be rotated so easily. Hmm. I think that last one really kind of speaks to my concern is... From what I've heard, what I've read, what I understand is once you have the root key, like it's really hard, even with firmwares to save. Like it depends to the extent they can get control here. But, you know, if the root keys are as powerful as it sounds like online, that this could really screw things up. Kind of like, well, I I think I heard one person talk about, um, you know, this is what kind of got switch cracked open they got the root keys and they're that's why it's so easy to now emulate all switch games on pc like literally w- without much effort whatsoever like i i like that was my joke towards you curse with metroid dread like people are saying it runs better on pc because of this i'm not too concerned it's it's these things have gotten hacked and whatnot in the past and usually the only people that really seem to take advantage of it are people who are like dragging their feet on getting the next-gen console in the first place anyway. 
So it's like these people are just waiting. They're just waiting for something to come out on PC so they can play their games. But hey, now there's Sony games that are coming out on PC. So just pay for them legitly. Dicks. It's not even well, that. It's like you're not even supporting the developer. If they can jailbreak the console, you could probably yeah. just get the game from your friend, provided they have, I guess, just what, burn the disc copy if they have it. But that's that's the bigger concern, is that you're going to end up losing a lot of profits. Yeah. It would. It definitely would affect single-player games. Um, yeah. But my thing is, what's going to keep people away is probably the multiplayer aspect. Like, if you do... And I, I don't know what I'm talking about here. Like, this is a little over my head, but I believe if you mod your console, it's pretty easy, or at least in the past, it seems easy for them to find you. And then you're basically barred from anything online. So you've you've kind of ruined a console for yourself, except if you exclusively want to play single player. Um, so I think that's going to deter a lot of people. And because I know, well, clearly multiplayer is selling titles. Look at the most played games that Sony's getting money on right now, uh, you know, other than Assassin's Creed. Uh, they're all multiplayer heavy or centric games. So, you know, that might help. Um, I think my concern too is like if this was used to emulate games for PC players, so then they no longer have to wait a year or two to get those PlayStation exclusives. That could be a lost chunk of change, I think. Uh, That would be my bigger concern because I do think a lot of people probably don't want to brick or, you know, get their game, their console kicked offline. So they may not try that end, or a lot of us are just not going to care and want to go through that process. Like, you know, they talked about the PS3, PS4 being broken. I've never even looked into that. I, I just, I guess it doesn't speak to me. I, so I can't really say who it does speak to, but yeah, for me, it'd be the emulation that I'd be more concerned about. You know, Ragnarok comes out and a week later they have it running on PC. Yeah, that's going to hurt Sony a little bit. But again, I think like Chris kind of said before, that those are probably people that weren't going to really try to get a PS5 anyway. Mm-hmm. So really, when it comes to money loss, I don't know if it's going to amount to that much at the end of the day. But uh, that's just me not really understanding these things too much. Like I think Curtis probably out of all of us might understand this a little bit better. But I mean, I mean I hackers are going to hack, right? They're going to yeah. eventually they're going to. They're persistent enough to eventually break through, so. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm not reading anything about them worrying about emulators because I'm thinking a lot of these games nowadays, depending how they're programmed, I'm not sure how different it is from a PC. Like, I know PS3 was a pain in the ass. So those games, yeah. they didn't emulate well. Whereas, mm-hmm. obviously, something like Switch games, they're very not graphically they're not hard to play. So it's pretty easy to get those 60, 120 frames in 4K. I'm not sure For if Curtis, can... they were they were going to have 4K, don't you know? They were going to have 4K. Yeah, allegedly whatever. But I don't <laughs> I don't see them ev- I don't think they're going to be able to really emulate these games very easily on a PC considering mm-hmm. that you have a special um developer that they just bought to bring in to do all these PC remasters. Like I don't think it's going to be that big a deal right now probably less so yeah because now they're making them for pc yeah i mean back then you needed an emulator if you were even wanting to play ps games on or xbox games on pc so, so yeah if you want to now it's those getting people you just yeah. wait for the pc version and wait for exactly. something to crack that oh, you, you'll at least definitely you now have, you have the, the option. option yeah i really think it's just going to be the the few that just are 
very PC centric. And again, this is only speaking emulation wise, but it'd be the PC centric yeah. master race. I don't want to any consoles. Then if they didn't want to wait for it, like, cause you know, that's the thing we know God of War is coming on PC. You get that guy, he plays it, he loves it. Uh, but still he will not go anywhere else, but PC while, then if you could theoretically get it to run on PlayStation because of this, and this is, again, all speculation for me because I don't understand what I'm saying, uh, then that would be my concern. But again, I think we all kind of agree here. That's going to be such a small group of people. It's probably not going to really affect anything. Considering the cost of the console, yeah. <laughs> you brick that, you're out a lot. So hopefully it's just a moot point, really, at the end of it. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to affect much. And we don't have to worry too much, but uh, that means we're going to our last article. And Curtis, you get to take this one. And Game of the Year goes to, this one comes from VGC. The Game Awards founder and host Jeff Keighley has teased plans for this year's show, including its quote-unquote biggest lineup yet of world premieres and announcements. While last year's show was not filmed in front of a live audience due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Game Awards 2021 will be an in-person event at the Microsoft Theatre in Los Angeles on December 9th. The 8th edition of the annual event will be a major production featuring an on-stage orchestra, celebrity guests, the actual awards, and a host of game reveals. And this is a quote from him. You know, it's great to have celebrities, it's great to have music, but I think focusing on games is important, Keeley told the Epic Games website. Especially this year, there will be a lot of content for 2022 and 2023 that will be showing us our biggest lineup yet of world premieres and announcements. What we really learned last year was at the end of the day, it really is the games and the trailers that drive the show. Keely expects 40 to 50 games to be on the show in one form or another, and new titles being announced to be to number in the double digits. I still feel like we've only kind of sort of touched the surface of what's possible on the PS5 and Xbox Series X, so I think you'll see some stuff in the show that is truly pretty stunning, he said. We'll see footage from games that will remind people that the best of this industry is still to come. That's very, very high expectations that he's setting, and I hope he's right because the last two years at least that show has been so disappointing and the reveals have been nothing of stature. And it makes sense because the last two years, you know, you got the new generation of consoles and those years are always rough. The very first year is always rough for games. And then you got the previous year, which would be like the final year of the console, which is also going to be a rough time as well. So honestly, I think this is to be expected that we'll have a big lineup uh, for 2022 and 2023. So I, I think they will actually surprise us this year. I think we're going to get lots of, uh, lots of good stuff because usually uh, hopefully by then people have like, you know, got to work with the system, know what they're making. By 2023, it'll probably be almost four years of them working on it with the console. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be some good stuff. Hoping there's going to be some stuff that is finally going to be done with last gen so it can actually focus on yeah, what the consoles can on. do. Please move on. I really think, and we've talked about this before, we think they're they're definitely holding back because of how many people can't get PS5s right now. So I think it's that and how many games are just constantly being delayed. So yeah. we've had these games that have been announced for now, some of them being two over two years, and we're still waiting for them. We've known about them forever. So I think it's made it a little harder for them to talk about the next you know, wave of games when you still haven't 
you know, given us what has been previously promised. So I think that slows down a lot. I guess my next question for you guys too is, is PlayStation going to come to play? I think so. Yeah. Because, you know, we're, we're having so many issues with them not wanting to be at E3. They don't want to have a PAX. They don't want to really show anything, talk about anything unless it's, you know, their own state of play. And that's fine for the most part, but I also feel like their last couple of state of plays have been so lackluster. You know, even the last big one they talked about, like, well, you know, we talked about Wolverine. Well, it's like, no, you just showed basically a teaser that uh, just had a 20 or no, that one didn't even have a date in Spider-Man 2 of 2023. And, you know, you gave us a, a few things, but a lot of it was more just updates on games. Like I said, that we've been waiting forever. Gran Turismo 7, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, like these are games that we've known about for years now. Uh, it, you know, we we need you to get past that. Do you think this is the show that's going to do that? I think that Sony will show that Sony and Jeff have pretty good relationship. Not to mention Sony usually at well, there's not really competition, but usually they pretty knock it out of the park with the Games Awards, right? I mean, last year alone, I think didn't they get was the last of I can't remember it feels so long ago already last of us goes to Tsushima there's a lot of big Sony awards that were given out if I'm not mistaken right oh yeah like Sony cleans up well there's no doubt about that so I, th- I think just the fact that they're giving the awards to Sony is, should make or at least in, incentivize Sony to participate by showing some stuff so mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping so I'm going to be hopeful I mean, it ultimately depends on what they have. Like, it's fine to say 40 to 50 games, but that is also spread between probably, what, two, three consoles. So mm-hmm. you're not guaranteed to maybe get a first gen. I hope there's going to be maybe one or two. No, sorry, what I say first gen? Current, like, a, an exclusive kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, I'm hoping there's going to be something, but I do feel there's going to be a lot of more indie titles or some of those smaller games especially if there's that much quantity. Yeah, and that's kind of how it's been the last two years and why I've lost interest in the event itself. I think two years ago, I was disappointed. I think I stayed up, I watched it, and I at the end of it, it was like, okay, I could have probably just watched the the like the roundup the next day online. Um, and then so that brought me to last year where I skipped it altogether, and I did exactly that. I just kind of woke up the next morning looked at the highlights and was like, okay, I'm actually glad I skipped that. Um, and so I, yeah, that my, I guess my internal debate here is whether or not I, I believe that this year is going to be their biggest. Cause they've had big years. They've had, you know, they've shown games with substance that are made huge impacts in the industry. You know, even Sekiro was first teased there. Um, whether or not you love Sekiro, but it did eventually win game of the year. Coincidence? I think not. And so, you know, what does that all mean? And, you know, I guess the other one we haven't talked about either too, Chris, I think you brought up, um, relationships and Jeff Keighley, uh, who else does he have a better relationship with than Hideo? Mm hmm. So are we finally going to figure out, is he making an Xbox game? Are we finally going to figure out? Silent no. Hill. Yeah, Silent <laughs> Hill. Or is Abandon going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, have we thought about that? So maybe that will answer some questions coming from that side too. Mm-hmm. All I know is hopefully this year is that year. Like maybe Jeff's learning. Maybe he's reading our reactions. Maybe not ours specifically. Um, but. Yeah, I, I really do have hope that this, you know, 
maybe this is the next E3 because E3 has not been E3 for a while. Yeah, it's definitely much more the even like you say, the last two years are a little rough, but it's definitely been more entertaining show than E3 the last couple of years. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And not just because Sony's not doing it. It's just in general, even the, you know, PC games and Xbox and Nintendo showings haven't been that great over the last couple of years. So, yeah. And before we close out the story, I just want to ask you guys another question each. What game is going to win game of the year this year? Too soon, man. I don't know. It's not. It's literally know, less than a month away. It's too soon for me to think about it. I have to think about it. What is the game of the year this year? I'm probably wrong, but just based on my lack of knowledge of what even came out this year. RE8? Of, yeah, actually, yeah, that was my guess. Really? I just can't think of what else is like fresh enough yeah. that's going to have any resonance with the, uh, you know, what critics. actually came out. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, I mean, it would be crazy, but like, you know, Horizon 5 is getting like super high reviews on Metacritic. I think it's the highest reviewed game this year. Um, you know, so I'm like, but I have a hard time believing a racing game is going to take game of the year. Not that I guess it's impossible, but what about like Ratchet and Clank though? It it did well. I I can't remember. I don't even remember what the Medic on that one was, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like Ratchet will win an award. Probably not game of, the year, unless it's game of the year. Unless there's really yeah. nothing else. Sound design. Yeah, you know that that's my thing. Technological I, I advancement. I'm just gonna say Resident Evil 8 is my guess. I, I don't know what else could be. I loved Resident Evil 8. I'd be surprised if it's gonna get it, but I honestly can't think of something that would get it. Like I'm trying to or maybe like return. I have nothing that stands out. Maybe Re- it didn't, it didn't sell well though. Like it did well, but I'm not well enough stuff yeah, that's but come out. They gave Sekiro, I think, last year, didn't they? Or the year before that, I can't remember. It's a couple of years ago already. Okay, so it must have been the year before. But that one game of the year, and that I don't think you know, it's a from software game. I'm sure it did fine, but I don't think it you know changed the world. I, I honestly cannot give you a guess. I'd have to like actually look up a list of games that came out. Because nothing's okay. popping up to my mind. I'll, I'll I'll agree with you. Say Resident Evil, just because I I loved it and really enjoyed it. But it does Resident Evil's never been one that's like gets acknowledged. <laughs> so I think it's uh, been nominated before. I think Resident Evil Two Remake definitely was nominated. But mm-hmm. either that or get Tsushima's director's cut. Yeah, if it was up to me, <laughs> yes, for sure. But yeah. you know that is an easy and hard bias on my point. So. Anyway, we finished all the news articles. Uh, that can mean only one thing. We're moving on to homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that happened this week. So we just give you the article headlines where you can find that article and then you can go educate yourselves on your own time. So let's do it. Here's the first look at Avengers PlayStation exclusive Spider-Man. This one comes from VGC. If you have any interest in that um, failure of a game in, at this point and all of its issues, but you're really excited about Spider-Man. Well, there you go. There's a trailer for you. You can see the look that they've chosen, which is kind of a knockoff of uh, Homecoming, I guess, Spider-Man's costume. But then kind of they changed just the logo on the chest. So yay. is this free on like, PlayStation Plus yet? <laughs> uh, it was on PlayStation now, I think, at one month. Okay. It's 
coming. DRM Chaos left major PC games briefly unplayable this weekend. That one comes from came from VGC. Uh, it's PC news, so I figured I'd just throw it in the homework. But very interesting and, you know, also brings up that debate again. Like, maybe we don't have DRM games anymore. Maybe, you know, these are the issues. Pinocchio Souls-like looks surprisingly badass. This one comes from VGC as well. There's a little trailer. Uh, definitely... Another game that, uh, another Souls-like, but definitely they have the power, graphical power behind that one as well. Uh, PS5 supply will reportedly be even tighter than expected in the coming months. That one also comes from VGC, and it sounds like they think they're going to be short a million units uh, than they actually expected. So, yeah, things are not apparently getting better like we were told before. And that's also why I put in homework, because we just keep getting conflicting reports. It's like, oh, no, it's not so bad. Actually, it is really bad. Actually, it's worse than bad. And <laughs> it's just every week. GTA Trilogy Chaos continues as hot coffee sex mini game files reportedly uncovered. This one comes from VGC. And like I was talking about before, the game's still unplayable on PC. And it looks like they're trying to remove all these files that wasn't supposed to be in the final Did copy. Did they forget to take it out from before? I, You know, I, I, who knows what they're doing? They, they Clearly, it just shines a light that... They didn't put a lot of work into this. You know, it's, uh, they're just a little indie company. Okay, guys, go easy on them. Right, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's true. It's their first They've time. They've got like five games, six games tops. <laughs> That's probably sadly true. <laughs> Elden Ring test keys are selling for hundreds on eBay. This one comes from VGC as well. And uh, oh, man, did I look at those? I looked at those <laughs> hard. Over the shop button. And I was just like, I can't do it just from a moral standpoint. And the fact that my wife was holding a knife at the time. Um, I, I, yeah, I wish I had these codes, but, uh, I don't think I could sell them for, but it also makes me sad. Cause I'm like, that's a code they could have gave to a real player. And they that's why I think, it. Yeah. especially when this test is apparently only for consoles. Why couldn't you like ask for people's profiles so they could have checked that you actually play games or specifically souls games. And, you know, then I would assume you'd have less of a chance of people trying to sell them because they would hopefully be people like me that would rather die than give away this code. Um, Uncharted 4 for PC and PS5 have been rated, suggests a release soon. This one comes with VGC. So if you're looking forward to playing Uncharted on the PC, uh, you can do so. PlayStation 5 was already backwards compatible, so I still understand why that's a thing. Uh, but there you go. That's all your homework. That is it for the show. Thank you so much for giving us your time. It's your most valuable currency. I say it all the time, but and I mean it. Thank you. It humbles us. And until next week, we're all signing off. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you know, I thought everyone was supposed to use it at family events to pretend oh, they don't absolutely. have family events. Yeah, I, don't want to talk to, I don't want to talk to my family. I'm just going to play on my yeah. Switch. <laughs> Hey, Uncle, how about you go? I'm more interested in Mario than the family. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot more going on with that princess and toad thing. Gotta plant these crops in Animal Crossing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, please tell me you got Animal Crossing. No. Oh, come on. No. Isn't that the pride and gem of the Nintendo Switch? I'm going to save that for sentences. Hey, hey. Words. Curtis, Curtis, just cut off all of it. Just cut off all of it, Curtis. Future Curtis. Future Curtis. (laughs) I remember being future Curtis. Oh, that was so funny when you sent me that clip. I was like on holidays. Uh, Curtis, you probably wouldn't be aware of it, but we were like really fucking around one day and it was like Chris's turn to edit. 
And Chris is like, oh, geez, this is going to be a lot of work. And I'm like, <laughs> future Chris. And then Chris jumped on. He's like, yeah, yeah fuck fuck that, that guy. guy. <laughs> and then like he played me the audio and he's like, I fucking hate past Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a dick. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a dick. I'm like, oh, that's a good joke. That's future proofing joke right there. <laughs> Holy God, I got through it all and I didn't do that bad for once. Look at me, Chris. I'm growing I'm proud. up. I'm a big I'm boy. Proud. Thank you. Curtis is going to be so happy when editing. <laughs> the screenshot embedded in the tweet. Um, uh, <laughs> this. Should, yeah, should I just take that? Pocahontas Souls like game looks surprisingly badass. Po Pocahontas. Oh, Pocahontas. Sorry. That was the hotel I stayed at. Pocahontas Souls like game. <laughs> That'd be cool too. Can you see the colors of the wind? And she's like stabbing someone. 